Canada's beef industry has serious concerns with the prolonged disruptions at the Canada-U.S. border crossing at Coots, Alberta. To find out more, Glenda Lee Allen-Vossler talked with the president of the Canadian Cattlemen's Association, Bob Lowe. To start with, Bob, maybe talk to us about the importance of that Coots sweetgrass border crossing for the cattle industry. Well, Glenda Lee, I read this morning somewhere that $44 million worth of of goods go through that border one way back and forth every day. So that's that's fairly huge. As far as the cattle industry goes, you know, the, the center of Canada's cattle industry is Alberta. We've got 80% or 85% or something of the packing capacity, uh, 50% of the cow herd, and that border is essential to keep moving beef cattle back and forth and beef back and forth it is really the the key border crossing for live cattle in the west it is there's i mean there's kingsgate in bc and there is uh there's one in in manitoba somewhere that has the the facilities the cfi vets the usda vets there so that you can move live cattle back and forth what kind of an impact has the blockade at Coots had on the cattle industry? It's no doubt slowed it down. Um, you know, Canadian Meat Council said on Monday there was 150 loads of meat sitting there trapped in the blockade. I don't know what the value of that is, but it's fairly easy to figure out if you if you want to take the time to do it. Um, it it's this stuff has a shelf life. It can't just sit forever, and it's it's a, you know an interruption of trade. We work on uh, you know all through the pandemic, we've worked as hard as we can work along with the governments to make sure that that agriculture, commodities, and food could move back and forth across the border. And now we slow it down. I mean, it it just doesn't make any sense. But it has a big impact both on cattle and on and on feed coming up. For the cattle, as you know, we don't have any feed in southern Alberta. Let's talk about that. Uh, just how serious is it at this point, given the fact, as, as you said, trying to get that, that feed up here, and now that they are allowing traffic through one lane, it's a slow process. You know it's coming, but at the same time, you need that feed now. Yeah, and, you know, the bulk of the feed's coming up by rail, um, and and that has really improved in the last couple of weeks. They're, they're, the trains are coming fast and furious, but it's the, the dried distillered grains that mostly comes up by truck that's held up. And I mean, I, I know that there is a lot of it sitting at Shelby, Montana, trying to get here that can't get here right now, and a lot of people are relying on that for for their protein requirements to feed with. When we're talking about dried distiller grains coming through that port, do you have any stats as, as far as the numbers on, on that? Well, I had one uh, grain broker tell me that there was between 500 and 1,000 metric tons sitting at Shelby waiting to come up. So that's, well, if you figure 25 25 metric tons to a truckload, that's quite a few trucks. 
What other concerns are you hearing from the industry? Well, the feed access is one. The other one is is if the plants, you know, we export 70 to 80% of, of what comes out of these plants in Alberta. So if that meat can't get away, and, and a whole lot of it goes through the, the pork at Coots, if it can't get away, then that means that the packers will slow down their kill. I mean, they've got no choice. They've got no place to store the, the meat, which means that the people in the feedlots can't get rid of the cattle that are fat. And, you know, we saw that when Cargill shut down two years ago because of COVID. doesn't take long to back up a whole bunch of cattle. You know, thing, things have to be clicking along pretty good. So, And that's a, that's a big concern with the feedlots right now. We've got a lot of cattle that are ready to be harvested. Have we hit a point where it started costing the beef industry money? I can't be sure of that yet. Um, You know, there wasn't a lot of cattle going south in the last few weeks just because of they've got big numbers coming to market down there too. So it it hasn't hurt a lot that way. Mind you, if you were the one feedlot that had a bunch of contracts to go to Provo, Utah or something, yeah, this costs a lot of money. But as an industry, I, I, there hasn't been a lot of, of finished cattle heading south in the last two to three weeks. Um, I did hear that Cargill was going to quit their, car, their Saturday kill this week because of backing up, and JBS has told us that they were going to slow down next week. You know, if things didn't change, if the border didn't come over. I've been talking with Bob Lowe. Bob is president of the Canadian Cattlemen's Association. For Golden West, I'm Glendalee Allen Bossler. That's it for the Prairie Eggwire for today. If you have any questions or opinions to share, send them to us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. On behalf of Glendalee Allen Bossler, I'm Corey Canute. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. The Prairie Eggwire will return next week on the Golden West Farm Network.